On this episode, we discuss our favorite Yoda quotes and the lines we would draw as bounty hunters. You must unlearn what you have learned. Remember, a Jedi can feel the Force flowing through him. And between it all, balance. Welcome to Voice of the Wills. This is where the fun begins. You're right back in the mess. Keep your concentration here and now where it belongs. All this, as the Force wills it. Just when you think you understand the Force, you find out how little you actually know. I may fail, you may fail, but there is no try. We would be honored if you would join us. Hey everybody, welcome back again to our podcast. I'm Matt Elmuccio, and I am here, as always, with Elena Source. How we doing, Elena? What up, my dudes? Your dudes. Um, <laughs> you trooped today, yes? Yes, I did. What, what Albert? was today's troop? Albert was there, too? Yep. Yep. Uh, there's Albert, by the way, Albert Torres. Um, Hello there. So where were you guys? We went to, uh, to a school for a Cub Scout troop. They had, like, an awards... Uh, an award ceremony today. Um, we do them a lot, actually, for the Legion. I think, right? Because we do at least like ten a year. Those things, I I, they, 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 yeah, they come up every once in a while if they request us. You know, yeah. Um, they're hit or miss. I have to say, uh, they're the kind of events I'm usually pensive about signing up for. But this one was pretty good today. I would say, kids nice. are pretty well behaved. Oh, on your end, not on our end. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, ugh. probably don't want to get into that, do we? No. I mean, kids will be kids. You know. <laughs> you had I mean, an entire a bunch of. Are you, are you are you talking about Albert? <laughs> well. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, I mean, you have to remember it's a bunch of you know young boys that are like between what is it like age of nine to like. 14 so they're in that rowdy stage in their life so you kind of just have to keep that in mind and kind of go go with the flow as best as you can nice 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 um yeah um i i didn't get to troop today but uh i'm glad that you guys were able to get out and troop i was working on a sunday which is unusual for me so disgusting yeah Uh, it it is what it is um, but you also heard the laugh of Rodney Clark, who is here with us once again. Rodney, how are we doing? Uh, we're doing all right. Battling a little bit of a belly virus, but, uh, you know, staying Ooh. true, staying strong, taking my back Ooh. to shots. <laughs> uh, so I'm guessing you didn't troop today then? No, I haven't trooped since we did the uh, Symphony Orchestra for Return of the Jedi. That was my last, most recent troop. Yeah. Now, Elena, you and Albert also did the, uh, the so the troop that, um, Rodney is talking about the New Jersey Symphony Orchestra will play um, all of um, Return of the Jedi with the film rolling and a yep. very enthusiastic crowd and it's quite enjoyable and you guys did you guys troop at one of the other locations because they do they New Jersey does a, a few different locations over that weekend yeah so we do the one uh, I, I would say maybe like what what is it like their home base essentially uh, in uh, Newark, okay, the uh, New Jersey Performing Arts Center. So that's where we did it, hey. um, and we, we usually do it because that's closer for us. And you guys are down south, so <laughs> that's way closer yeah. for me. <laughs> I you say. literally live around the corner. <laughs> I live five <laughs> minutes away. Yeah, that's yeah. We favorite. went to New Brunswick, which is still an hour for me, but it's well worth it. I mean, it's a good time. It's a really good time. But it, yeah, because they're very nice with, uh, you know, giving us complimentary tickets and, uh, you know, for coming out and doing this event. And an amazing changing room. Oh, yeah. It's always a lot of fun because they give us like the green room or like where the the talent gets to change in the back. <laughs> so it's 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 a cool experience. Yeah. we uh, The room we get is, uh, I don't know what that room is that we use, Rodney, but it's a giant room. It used to be a dance plenty studio. Of space. They refer to it as the old dance studio. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, because if you remember, there's like a little stage there, and it's a wide open flat form, uh, flat floor. So I think it, you know, it used to be a dance studio. It's pretty dope. Is it? Yeah, it's a, yeah, but it's a state theater, theater in New Brunswick. Um, and uh, I I would do those troops all day. You get 
you get to go out, see a bunch of people who are enthusiastic for Star Wars, and then you they give you enough time to sort of dress down and make it to the movie. Um, and and they encourage you to sort of uh, cheer and stuff. So it's it's a lot of fun. Definitely. I was going to say, too, there's not, it's, uh, what is it, February still? Um, there's, like, not a lot going on for us usually. Yeah. Uh, troop-wise, because it's cold and nobody wants to do anything. So once once it starts getting warmer, I think by, like, I don't know. April. April. It's going to start picking <laughs> up. We'll be doing, like, multiple events a week. So I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, all right. Well, uh, I think we can dive right into our first topic, which is a topic that uh, I has always been in, in the back of my mind because it's it's almost an obvious one for us. We don't tend to do um, topics that are this obvious, but I think it's it, we it sort of came about because we were discussing the fact that we hadn't done a Mandalorian episode proper that we had sort of talked a little bit about the Mandalorian. Um, but um, we didn't do an episode where the topic was directly pulled from that. Um, and while this topic we're about to do is not directly pulled, um, the biggest character in The Mandalorian, which surprisingly is not The Mandalorian, um, it was, of course, the child, as it's called, or or Baby Yoda. As child? It's, it's, yeah. And so I figured, well, we're going to do a main topic related to The Mandalorian, but... Our initial topic um, could do with Yoda and uh, just kind of talk about our favorite quotes that uh, that Yoda has. Um, I'm, I just remember being a kid and Yoda was oddly, and I don't say oddly because I'm sure this is a lot of people, but it was very, it was very influential in me from a philosophical point of view. The stuff that he said resonated and was some of my, the first time I'd heard um, some of the things he said put in that way. And of course, he's Yoda, so you just think he is wise beyond his years, and so everything he says he made you question um, everything. Yeah, you know, what is life? Exactly, you know. But but I mean, I'm sure you guys do this too, as big Star Wars fans. You, you know, you connect to those sayings, and even though you might have heard it a different way or have a different perspective, um, a lot of the sayings that Yoda has are very comforting, um, and uh, and apply, you know, into all sorts of situations. So. Um, you know, it, uh, I don't know. That's that's just the, the you know it was a big influence on me, um, the philosophy of him, and so you know I, I I like just hearing his quotes and talking about them. And I'm curious to hear what you guys think is your favorite because I'm a little surprised by the one I picked. Um, but I'm not going to start with me because <laughs> that's too easy. Um, and uh, I I actually would I think it's time that we start with Albert, who's going to go. Exactly. I knew you were going to say that, Albert. Oh, come on. But, Albert, I figured I'd start with you because there's the highest chance that you will do the quote in Yoda's voice. Oh. Or attempt it. Yeah, no pressure. No pressure. I will not be, but I think maybe you would. Oh, my God. Toyota. Okay. Do or do not. There is no try. Right now I'm this. <laughs> that right there is my uh, my favorite quote. That's your favorite quote. First of all, that sounded more like Fozzie Bear doing Yoda, which is wait. Funny. What was your favorite quote? Do or do not. Uh, there is no try. Wow, very. Yeah, I mean, that's a I mean, that's a big one. I, mean, I love had that to one. Say it. Someone had to say it. Yeah, yeah. So, what? Why did you pick that one in particular? Well, it. Oh, how do I put this into words? Yeah, I feel. I feel. I feel like uh, Kanan when he was trying to tell Ezra what it meant. What okay. it meant? To, yeah. Oh, that, no. Well, that's a that's a great that's interchange a in quote. Rebels. That yeah. in Rebels is just the interchange. In what does that even mean? I don't it. know. Yoda used to say it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I guess. No, but I. I mean, I agree with that. That's a very influential one. You know, I was talking about being influential, but that's a very influential saying to me because it it distills down so much. Uh, you know, so many things where you know. You either do them or you don't. Yeah. So uh, I think. Go ahead. I think the, the the biggest takeaway from this quote is is that when he says "do or do not," there is no try. It would it, it, to me the way I interpret it is like don't bother to try. It's either you do or do not. It, it all boils down to commitment. Um, like. 
like just 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 do it or, or don't basically it's just bare do minimum it's so simple do it. um like you can basically uh <clears throat> like for example you can use this code for like any you know any day stuff like whether or not you're gonna go to the gym or you're not gonna go to gym you're not gonna try to go to gym it's you either you do or do not um and it, i think that's basically why i like that quote the most um because again it's either you do or you don't there's no try well i mean i could drive up to the gym stare at it and then say <laughs> i tried and go home yeah, but you did it. At the end of the day, you did not. Yes, <laughs> but it's whether you do it or not is what really matters. At the end of the day, if you drive up to the gym and stare at it, ultimately, at the end of the day, you did not go to the gym. Well, you have to go inside. That's debatable. Elena. You have to go inside okay. in order for it to count. You have to go in <laughs> to the gym, so you went to it. You don't have to work. You out. said go to the gym. I went to the gym, and then I said, "That's a no for me, dog," and went home. But you didn't do anything, though. I drove to the gym. Yeah, you you like drew, you drove. I'm just messing with you. Oh my god! <laughs> I know. I was really trying to figure it out to say that no, you were not. Yeah, but I, I listen as a teachable thing. Um, when I think about this, about teaching students, like, and especially more even as a coach, it's like you know, you're going to succeed or you're not going to succeed. Um, but you, you know, and those, that's the bottom line with everything. And if you don't do things, it, you know, you're not going to succeed. So you've got to do them on, at, at whatever level you're going to do them. Um, and either it's going to happen or it's not going to happen. Yeah, pretty much. That, that, just, that just boils down to it. I don't know how else to explain it, but, you know, it... it it's pretty self-explanatory, Yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory. self-explanatory. And not only that, it's a very iconic quote. You know what I mean? It's can't really go wrong with that one. No, that's Yoda. I mean, that's Yoda in a nutshell. That's the one. Or that, I mean, yeah, I I agree. I could I think I could have easily um, picked that one. I did not, but I could have easily picked that one. It's a, it's a strong <laughs> mindset for motivation. You know. Yeah, yeah exactly. People. Yeah. You know, also often say, you know, your words dictate your actions, and your thoughts dictate your words. So if you say, "I'm going to try something," it's like, uh, "I'm going to see if it works." But if you do something. You're going to do it. It's going to be done. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's a uh, positive affirmation type quote that uh, it, it, my, my, I, even myself have done it with my kids. You know, oh, I'm going to try doing this. No, you're going to do it. There is no try. I've, uh, every parent quotes Yoda if you're into Star Wars to their kids because a lot of his stuff is very, um, very empowering when teaching it to another, you know, a child or, you know, your kid or something like that. So you want to instill confidence. And having, <clears throat> excuse me, having a quote like, you know, there is no try. You're not trying to do it. You're not going to, you know, I, I, I can't say it any other way, but you're not going to have to. You're going to do it. It's going to get done, and you'll be happy that you did it. If you try, you're not putting, you know, you, you mean, you're allowing yourself failure or you're allowing yourself an out by saying, well, I tried it and it didn't work. You're going you're gonna to do it. And, you know. Plus, it emphasizes the outcome, right? You yeah. know, it means, you know, at the end of the day, what does trying really mean? You know, you could you could try all you want, and that, an effort is important, I guess. You know, if you put it that way, but at the end of the day, it's it's you know the the bottom line is 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 what you know what matters really. Yeah, I mean, I guess another way to put it simply, you were saying Rodney about like oh, using Yoda to you know, uh, quoting Yoda when talking to your kids is that with Yoda and his teachings, he. Um, and I think it's evident in both the movies and in Clone Wars. He has a tendency to not not to not to say he simplifies his teachings, but he says it in a way that's very um, to thinking. Not even it's just kind of like it's it's something that could be comprehended by a child, but it's also very easy to um, wrap your head around, like as an adult. So it's not like some overly deep. Uh, you know, philosophical thing that he makes it. He just states it simply, do or do not, there is no try. And you don't have to go further than that. It's self-explanatory. And that's, I think, like a lot of his quotes and teachings, you know. Yeah. yeah. Elena, what about you? What do you have? Um, so for me, I, th- I feel like in the movies, he's a little more um, serious. 
Okay. Except maybe like in the... See, I think immediately prequel era. Hey. Um, (laughs) But then like in uh, like the original trilogy and even in the newer sequel movies, he he got a little more uh, (laughs) uh, loony, I guess is the best way to put it. So he's a he's a little goofy, like especially in the original trilogy where he's like acting like a total kook and he's just like mine and starts hitting R two. <laughs> um, but I think my favorite quote and most of my favorite quotes by Yoda are from the Clone Wars uh, TV show. Okay. Uh, he had a lot of funny one liners that I just I can't remember and I couldn't find or look up because most of the stuff directed me to uh, the actual movies. Um, but one I do remember and was able to find like the exact quote for was from, I think the very first episode of Clone Wars, either the first or like the second episode where he's talking to the clones. Um, yes. Where he says, your helmets, remove them, your faces I wish to see. And the clones respond with, there's not much to look at here, sir. We all share the same face. And then he responds with, deceive you, eyes can, in the forest, very different, each one of you are. Which I thought was such a sweet thing to say. Uh, and it really is like the core of how the show really humanized the clones. Uh, and, you know, they weren't just, kind of made them more than just pawns that were used in the Clone Wars. Like, my babies! <laughs> my clone babies! So I really like that, and it it shows how, like even Yoda, like he's he's so compassionate. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. So I think it was important the, for the show though too, because that first especially episode, especially because it was in like the first. Yeah, I think it was the first episode. It was, well, aside from the aside from the movie, it was the first episode. Well, yeah. Yeah, but, I love yeah, it how yeah. the first season of Clone Wars establishes that every single Jedi cares for their clones in some way. Like Yoda in that instance, telling the clones that, and then later on, um, Plo Koon basically like that the clones are like, why does you know should we matter? We're inex- you know we're expensive, expendable, right? He's like, no, not to me. And yeah, it just kind of hits home. I think the first. Dad. Space Dad <laughs> Plo Koon, love them. <laughs> I love it how the first season kind of like. Boils it down that like the, the, the you know they all care for each other and that's yeah, kind of what hits more. The clones they see them as people and the clones aren't just the same. Yeah. Um, but so beside that, that's a very uh, not deep, but a, a very very nice quote. Um, but Yoda does have a lot of funny one-liners in Clone Wars, um, yeah. and not just Yoda. They they do that for a lot of characters like. Um, C-3PO is, is uh, like, even more sassy in the Clone Wars, and there are just some lines that he says that I will be laughing out loud. Like, I, I think we can all admit that we'll see something really funny on the internet, and we'll be like, oh my god, I can't breathe, but we're actually sitting there just exhaling really loudly from our nose. When I'm watching Clone Wars, I am actually sitting there laughing at some <laughs> of the things these characters say, which is saying a lot. And even Jar Jar Binks, like... You you can hate the character all you want in the movies, but you have to admit he's pretty funny in Clone Wars, and I will fight anyone who says otherwise. Uh, uh, I will say otherwise. There was one episode where I just wanted to shoot my brains out. Oh, come on. Uh, Remember that gotta, episode yeah, where he's... Uh, what are they called? Not Are they Toydarians? The, like, yes. um, the ones that look like... Oh, my God. Watto. Watto? Yes, those are Tidarians. And he had to distract. That's the one episode I'm talking dinner. about. And he starts like balancing the food. That's on the his, one like, episode I'm talking uh, about. Are you done with that? Because uh, I'm taking it. <laughs> you uh, want? I, that's my favorite. Uh, you know what? I'm not talking to you right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's my favorite Yoda quote. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like that you went to the Clone Wars, and I and I think that that episode was really important. Just to make the Clone Wars feel like Star Wars, because the movie really introduced Ahsoka, which was a very un-Star Wars thing to do. Um, but that first episode, and I don't mean that now Ahsoka is a big part of Star Wars, so don't get me wrong. But at the time, 
um, she she was very un Star Wars, and so for then to have that episode where I think you know Yoda in battle, but being very Zen, um, yeah. was was really you know it felt, at least for me it felt right. And this um, is like I feel like now especially because I only watched Clone Wars recently. Um, I wasn't watching it when it was first airing, but I'm just wondering what it was like to um, see the clones be treated like as individuals for the first time. Because I remember even (laughs) I remember when I first watched Clone Wars. I mean, I already knew at the time that like, oh, I'm going to learn more about the clones uh, here. But from going like when I watched the prequel movies for the first time, I remember thinking. Why is this movie called Attack of the Clones? You see them for literally two seconds at the end and then a little bit in Revenge of the Sith. But I, that was, that's like the number one thing. I love Ahsoka. Don't get me wrong. She's like one of my favorite uh, things to come out of Clone Wars. Uh, but the, the, all the arcs with the clones is the reason why Clone Wars, I think, is so strong as a show and as a major asset to the main Star Wars um, lore or whatever you want I'm gonna, to call it. I'm going to... I'm going to... I love all the things you're saying. I'm going to kind of say, since Clone Wars was just recently released for the seventh <gasps> season, I'm thinking that we're going to have yes, an episode or two. We're recording two days after the first episode. Yeah. I think we're definitely going to have a, have some, one or, you know, at least one or if not multiple Clone Wars episodes. So, uh, so let's let's save some of you know the oh, things you have to say about it. Yeah, I could talk about Clone Wars for hours, but hey. let's yeah. let's let's get our quotes done. That's true, Rodney. What do you what do you got? I wanna, I'm interested to hear what you have to, your as yours. For me, it was the um, I, I'll say my favorite quote was from the Last Jedi when he says, uh, "We are what they must grow past or beyond." Man, I don't know how you picked that quote. Because I'm a father. I, there was no way that you were going to pick that quote. And I'm, and I'm glad I, I went first because I was really afraid that you were going to take it. Because that, oh, I did take it. That's the quote I, I don't know how you picked that quote. Wait, because, what like, was the quote? I didn't even hear wait, it. Wait, wait, No, so wait, let me do the full thing because, I, because it's more than that. I want to say, let me do the full thing and I'll come to you, Rodney, but I want to say the full thing. So He's so, so annoyed says, right now. He's like, Ugh. Yeah, I, I try to pick something different. But he says, well, I have a lot of things to say about it. So I'm going to just do the quote and then I'm going to go to Rodney and then I'm going to say what I have to say. But um, he says, pass on what you have learned. Strength, mastery, but weakness, folly, failure also. Yes, failure most of all. The greatest teacher failure is. Um, uh, Luke, we are what they grow beyond. That is the true burden of all masters. And I'm going to have a slightly different take, I think, than you. So I want to hear what you have to say. Um, but, uh, but that, that moment, uh, you go, you go and then I'll go. I'm going to spend I'm, I'm, it. Go ahead. Here's why, here's why I believe we both chose it. We're both fathers. And yes, and, well, no, 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 actually that's part of it, but I'll, you go, go. Okay. So for me, it, that, that was a, that was one of those. Okay. Let me just give some context here. Ever since becoming a father, like <laughs> things kind of hit me a little differently now. You know, I've dropped a tear at some some animated movies with kids, and it's like, oh my god, this should not be affecting me like this. But <laughs> you know, a- as a father, I do consider myself to be a master, and my my children are my padawans, and they are <laughs> love that. You know, you, you you're trying to condition them to be better than you, and everything in that that quote just summed it all up. You know, we are what they grow beyond, and pass on everything you've learned, your successes and your failures. And I've had multiple conversations with my uh, my oldest child, and I always pre- uh, always you know either ended or started with this may not make sense now, but it will when you get older because I'm preparing you for situations that you know I may not be around to see or help you with then, and it, it just all just I don't know it, it was just perfectly summed up and pass on what you've learned and all of that it's it's all about teaching and it's it's literally raising another person so. I, I, I really was happy that you called on me, which is a rarity, because I was not uh, prepared for another quote if you chose this one first. But um, I should have gone first. Let's see. This is the thing that I got. I should have gone first. Okay, but, but maybe it's a good thing because, y- you know, uh, like when you you and I both picked Count Dooku, like we both had completely different, 
not completely. It's true. I'm gonna, I'm like, gonna, I am gonna give a slightly different perspective on it. Um, mm-hmm. but, but, because, uh, um, I, I agree with you in the in the parental aspect, and that is a big part of it. But I'm actually, it actually hit me because I'm a teacher, mm-hmm. um, and so, and I, and I'm constantly, even with my peers, having these discussions about how um, failure is important, and we're always trying to keep the kids from failing. But I have certain kids who need, uh, you know, and I don't mean like failure grade wise. Sometimes it is failure grade wise. Like sometimes I have that argument. I'm like, this kid, I know you boosted their grades so they could do whatever, but the kid needed to fail. They needed some consequence for the actions that they were taking. And, and if they don't, you know, if they don't have any real consequences, then they're not truly going to learn. It's not going to sit. It's not going to resonate. They're not going to remember. Um, and so it's it's one of those things that I'm constantly trying to work into my into my teaching and the way that I do things. And it's it, it is hard because you want you want to have them fail with support so that they're not going down a hole where they fail. They don't um, but, feel lost in that aspect that like it's a teaching lesson and not you know. Right. I mean, sometimes. I mean, sometimes they just, you know, sometimes it's just a, a smack in the face that they need, you know. Sometimes a kid is just skated along for so long, they've been, you know, they, they think they, they think that they can get along doing no work or whatever, and uh, and uh, you know, they just need that wake up call that 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 the world doesn't really work like that. Like it may in school because you've got all this support staff around you and teachers who are trying to help you, but that's, you know, we well, Rodney and I can speak to that. The real world. It is definitely nowhere near that. There's, you know, you've got to be prepared uh, um, to deal with whatever failures that you hit. Um, and but then also as a teacher, I like the part that he adds that that is the true burden of all masters, and in the fact that you know your job is to prepare them and then realize that they're going to grow beyond you, and uh, and sometimes you know hopefully actually often. Uh, grow beyond you and especially as a parent I think that's you know where you were going without Rodney is is you as a parent you want your child to be something more than than you are and uh and and you know and and, and actually I had this conversation uh w- with my wife about you know that uh you know always uh hold, you know supporting my daughter with every single thing she does rather than letting her fall on her face sometimes um, you know, that, you know, that's, those are the lasting things that you learn from. Um, and, uh, and I, you know, I'm going on a little rant about education, I guess, but you know, this day in education, you know, everybody, you know, you deal with parents who, you know, want to stick up for their kids when, you know, they've obviously done something wrong. And I mean, I've seen parents to your face lie to you to protect their kids. And it's like, why, what are you doing for them? They screwed up, let them own it, let them learn the lesson um, uh, uh, you know, it's it's okay to fail. Preach, um, preach, yeah. Preach. <laughs> Sorry, I told you I was. It was it was one of those moments in that movie, which I know that that movie has become. You know, uh, some people like it, some people don't like it, but <laughs> it was one of those mo- moments for me that uh, that that was like, you know, yes, exactly. This is right. This is this is something that Luke needed to hear in that moment. Um, it was, you know, it was an important thing uh, that Yoda could give him, um, you know, um, and it ended up being comforting for Luke in a way, you know, and, and as a teacher, you need to know that because as a teacher, you fail too. you know, sometimes you're trying your hardest to get through to some kid and it doesn't happen. And, uh, and, you know, sometimes, sometimes, you know, the failure may or may not be your fault, but if you're going to help the next kid who comes in that situation, you need to be, be willing to learn from that, from that, um, to move on and, and sort of, you know, be a better teacher, a better, you know, master in the, in the context of star Wars. But, uh, mm-hmm. but, uh, but, but yeah, that, that, that quote, um, is, is it wouldn't, and I, you know, that was said, I, you know, if, if you'd asked me pre last Jedi, there would be 20 of them that I would give you and they're all mm-hmm. up there. But at the point I am in my life, that one was important, and I think that's why you picked it too, Rod. Yeah, I'd also like to give uh, an honor an honorable mention to uh, in Empire Strikes Back, 
right after he lifts the X-wing from the from the water, and Luke is like, you know, I, I don't believe it. He literally turns to him and says, "That is why you fail." That's yep. that's that's Fantastic that's another moment. deep one. It's just like you got to believe. You got if it's just like it's, it's right up there with you know there is no try. You do or do not. You believe you're going to do it. You know, and 99.9% of the time you will, unless there's some outside force that is preventing you from doing it. But the way he delivered it was so, like, it was just deep. He's like, that is why you fail. Wait, oh, wow. And Luke is so so dejected, which you'd think, in a way, like Yoda, that was, it was a really mean thing to say. You know, in certain contexts, you could say that, but, um, but it was really, you know. It was a truth nugget. Like I said. Yeah, and it's related to that one that we got to, which is sometimes you need to hear. You need to hear that. Yeah. You need to hear that, like, you're failing because, you know, you're not, you know, in this case, you're not believing. In this case, not believing in the Force directly, and you don't realize what it can do. So um, I have, I have also have a honorable mention as well. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I had to, just in case that, you know, someone took the most basic of quotes. Um I also have the train yourself to not let go of everything you fear to lose. I don't know if yeah. you ever, yeah. And I like this one as well because it also kind of ties in with the first one that I mentioned before, where it's either you do or you don't. And this one is also a perfect complement to that is that basically, in a nutshell, it's like don't be afraid to do, you know, you know, set out to do something and fear that you might. Like, for example, you going out of your way to, uh, say, get your license, you know, growing up as a kid or a teen. Um, <clears throat> and you're afraid that, like, oh, you know, what if I mess up or whatever, this and that. It's like, well, you know, kind of own up. Like, it's okay if you fail or, you know, if you fail, you can always, you know, do it again. You know, you can always pick yourself up and then go ahead and try again. You know what I mean? Like it, it's yeah. it's don't dwell too much on it. It's just let go. Of what you know, let go of you know of your fears and stuff like that. And just do it. All right. Um, I'll take I'll take an honorable mention. How was that? So we can. Hey. Have a well, this one this one here is always it's always related, but it's always something that I'm constantly thinking about when you say and I and so much so that I I threw it into our intro for this. Uh, for the podcast, which is, um, you must unlearn what you have learned. Um, and I think that that's a, you know, that's a good one for the day and age that we're in where everybody seems to be so set in, uh, in what they think. And, you know, they have to show how right they are all the time. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, it sort of says to me, you know, be, be open sometimes, you know, sometimes the things you've learned, um, aren't right. And, uh, and you need to be okay to sort of let go of them. Um, and, uh, and I think that's a, a really nice, you know, be, way of saying being open-minded. Um, but, but go beyond that. Sometimes the things you've learned get in your way. Yeah. And sometimes um, you may be taught something wrong. Um, yeah. Yeah. When I took my, uh, road test, well, when I got my motorcycle, my wife, uh, gave me the gift of, uh, motorcycle riding lessons. It's like a whole class you take for the weekend. So you got the motorcycle before you could ride it? Well, I got the motorcycle when my dad passed, so it sat in my garage for like two years oh, while we handled okay, all okay, of that. Okay. But um, got it. <laughs> so in the in the <laughs> class, you know, when you're riding a motorcycle and you go into a turn, you're taught to accelerate. But when you're taking a driving class, they tell you to slow down, and that's exactly right. what that means. Like sometimes you your your teachings for one thing may not apply to this other thing, so you have to like you know. Um, Stop your old habits, so to speak, or or this doesn't apply for that. It only applies for here, or vice versa. So that's that was a a, a real life occurrence of me having to unlearn something that I have have learned. That's funny. Yeah, I feel that. I because I was a I was this. I don't even know how to word it, but um, when I turned fifteen, I was like, I'm gonna get a moped license, and I. <laughs> I had been, I mean, I had been riding bikes since I was a kid, but um, the moped license actually isn't relevant. But then when I started driving, I was like, what is this? It's so weird. What is life? It was, it was, I understand what you're saying about that transition, though. It's a very odd feeling. (laughs) Because I'm like, lean into it. 
No, you you don't have to lean in the car. <laughs> you don't have to do that. You can. I mean, <laughs> you. That's you, you, can. I, you If we ever see you drive and see dumb. somebody just leaning out the window. <laughs> I, but I remember my, my instructor being like, you don't have to lean into the turn. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Hey, this is Sean. And I'm Will from the Dudes in Toylands podcast. You're listening to the International House of Podcast Network. All right, guys. Uh, so now we're ready for our main topic. Um, and like I said, we wanted to go off of the Mandalorian a little bit. And uh, we had a few different sort of ideas for topics in mind. Um, but it really boiled down to the fact that there are sort of two sides to the Mandalorian's character. One where he's sort of the bounty hunter outlaw type guy. But then you also see the way that he sort of uh, decides to take care of baby, baby Yoda, and he, you can see, and and in a lot of different ways, that he is he's not a bad guy. Um, he's he's sort of a complicated guy, um, and uh, and um, he's somebody who will disintegrate Jawas, um, <laughs> um, but then uh, you know, go get an egg for them as well. So. Um, <laughs> Wait, how how do you say it again so it doesn't sound like that one Russian verse? It's well, they say suga, so it's like S O O G A, and then yeah. <laughs> suka. If you say it with like a K, that means a curse word in Russian. Does it? <laughs> All right, we got that's, actually, so that's I actually amazing. The, <laughs> we the first time that. I watched the episode, I was like, "Did I? Did I hear that right? <laughs> did, they, did they just?" And then I was like, well, they wouldn't know. Yeah. But <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> that, that, that adds an extra element to that scene the next time I watch it. I'm oh, yeah. going to appreciate it even more. Um, but anyways, the, the, the topic we wanted to get to um, was sort of, um, if you were a bounty hunter, sort of like the Mandalorian, um, what would be your line? What would be the things that you would be okay with doing? Obviously, this isn't a fantasy world. I'm not sure that, you know, disintegrating anybody is really a line that we would ever cross. But in the Star Wars, I mean, in the Star Wars universe, <laughs> right? Um, uh, you know, what, or, or maybe, yeah, or maybe like, <laughs> what would be some jobs that, you know, might be over the line for you? Um, and, and I don't think this is an easy, there's easy answers to this one, because like I said, you know, you got to get out, you got to put yourself in that world, because... Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, if you guys are okay with uh, disintegrating people, it might be time <laughs> for us to have a talk. But that's just, you know, the I way I'm going love with that. it. Damn, <laughs> Judgy McJudgerson over here. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, hey, yeah, uh, Rodney, uh, I really want you to kick this one off. Um, so what, what, what are you thinking? It's, uh, <laughs> it's a complicated one because it's mm-hmm. it's hard to separate my mindset from somebody who lives here on earth in 2020 and get in the mindset of somebody who lives in the star Wars universe where, you know, slavery in some cultures is legal permitted, you know, normal. And, and then I think back to the, the clone wars episode where, um, Asajj Ventress who became a bounty hunter, I think she had to rescue her child or like her, the bounty was a child in a box. Which is really weird. Oh, you. Oh, that's right. You know, yeah, you that. got. <laughs> and it's like, oh Ooh. man, like I, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could smuggle children. I don't know if I could go grab a child because somebody paid me to go do it. And um, one of the things I want, you know, that we have to also consider is how much information you're given as a bounty hunter. You know, you don't know why somebody may not, you know, may want someone. They could be telling you a lie too. You know, what I mean, like. Yeah, go get, you know, this young female from this world, but this dude wants a child bride. Like, ah, I I, I can't co-sign that. That's the whole premise of the show, really, right? Yeah, exactly. He sends him to go pick up the the 50-year-old who ends up being, uh, you know, uh, the child. But then Um, if if you think about, like, now, again, you have to take yourself away from 2020 Earth and think in the Star Wars universe. If this is normal, then... You know, it's normal for the culture or normal for your upbringing and your exposure. You know, would you really be cool doing that? Like, I I was actually really into that episode because you saw that, like, everybody does have a line. And it was good to see this character, Asajj Ventress, who um, you've seen do, you know, very, very dark-sided things. You know, she 
is is fighting with lightsabers and using uh, dark side magic and all that stuff. I mean, she was a she was a Sith apprentice. Yeah, she was an acolyte for a hot second. And it's, <laughs> it, it, not not only that. Not only that, Assad Ventress was sold to slavery when she was a, a kid. So right, that's another reason why she did it. Yeah, that's, I think that's what what part of the, that was part of that episode that she had. Um, she had baggage. Yeah, and it, it was her chance. Well, to, compassion. It was her chance to, to, to change the story of another young woman who was just like her at that at that time. So you know, it's yep. it's strange to 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 think of like okay, like. How how far would I go as a bounty hunter? I mean, obviously an assassination attempt. Yeah, sure. Why not just go up, kill a guy, never see him again, blah, get my money. But then you think, <laughs> okay. But, I mean, you know, this 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 is the galaxy. You know, it's a galaxy full of of, of scum. Well, it's, and it's, yeah, it's, it's like it's the Wild West, right? It's yep. the it's the you know. And I, I, I think uh, back to the uh, kill or be killed. I, I think uh, about the transporter movie. You know, one of his rules was you, you never open the package. You don't find out. You you don't want to know right. why you're being hired to do this because that leads to regret and weird choices, and you know maybe I shouldn't do this. But it's also that's part of like the that's like the bounty hunter guilds like part of their rules too. Don't right? ask questions. Yeah, you don't ask questions. Don't ask questions. Uh, so I, I I think, <laughs> and I'm going to say it again. I think my line would be anything involving a child, just because it's like. The fact that you don't know what's really going on and it's so strange and so eerie to where, like, maybe I'm bringing this child to their death or maybe I'm bringing this child to their salvation. So I think maybe the, the line for me would be, like, if I had to go get a child from a certain place, I would get it and then just kind of let it loose into the wild. Like, figure out your own way. <laughs> I don't want to bring you to let your doom. Let it loose like it's an animal. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to bring you to your Yo, doom. Get, but at the same time, get, I, I, you know, maybe you don't want to go. It's like, choose your fate. Like, do you want to go to this guy, you know, or do you want to go back to where I got you from? You know, it's... it's, well, it's let me weird. ask you this question. <laughs> Good. Let me ask you this question. So, in putting yourself in the shoes of the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. do you think if he knew the package that he was going to get on that initial episode, do you think he would have taken the job? Um, I, I, or not? Because his character so. definitely evolved. Yeah, I don't think so. Like, that? I, I don't think he would yeah. take it knowing that it was a child involved based on what we eventually get to learn about his backstory and all that stuff with all the flashbacks. So I, I, yeah. I think with, with most of the Star Wars characters, they do have like, they, they've kind of got a, a line when it comes to children. And it's like with um, Guardians, yeah. of, Guardians of the Galaxy, where Yondu, when, yeah. when he was I was thinking to, the exact same yeah, thing. Yeah, like he, even even the, the most you know crazy bounty hunters and and smugglers and pirates, like y- you don't mess with children, and uh, you know. I, 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 well, that's a different that's a different story. He was messing with children, but he decided not to mess with that child. Yeah, like, I, I, I <laughs> decided not to eat one. him. Yeah, I think that was the last one. It was like, okay, we've done this enough. I've gone too far, and you know, at some point in time, the little voice in the back of your head, your conscience kind of wakes up, or you know, <laughs> unties itself from from its restraints and says, "Look, this is this is not something you should be getting involved to." And it's crazy. This sounds like assassination attempts. Yeah, that sounds like like easy work, light work. Just you know, sit. And, and light, light work. work, man. Light work. You know, and I just walk Theft, behind you and shoot you in the back of the head. You know, Theft would oh, Theft would be money. fun and adventurous, as I could see. But just anything with like like kidnapping or, or smuggling of an individual it would just be really questionable. But again, as I said when I first started this long rant, it's hard for me to separate myself now in 2020, living on Earth, than being in the Star Wars galaxy. And I think in the Star Wars galaxy, like you know, as long as it doesn't affect. You personally, you don't care. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say that's true for. Every, I think maybe a lot of bounty hunters. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, it also depends what time we're talking about. You know, to, in the timeline, I guess a little bit too. Because um, I mean that that you know that was that was the that's the opposite of Ray's character. I think really, um, she you know I think she she had a very quick line of you know she would she would help somebody out but i you know i mean she could but easily that's Ray too. Yeah, also We're too, like um in the audiobook in the novelization she was just about to sell that droid like she was like all right she turned him off <laughs> was getting ready to do it but i think the force kind of kicked in it was like no 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 there's something else for this for you. <laughs> yeah like she she turned him off and was ready to, to, to cash in for them those portions so like, even, give me those, uh, give me them portions. That's a, lot, that's a lot of green gunk. 
but maybe that maybe that does that does inform this, which is that you know something depending upon your your as they say lot in life, right? Like see through who says, but depending upon you know at that point she's hungry, so it, yeah. it's you know you, what you're willing to do if you're starving is different. Um, and in in the in the Mandalorian, it's very much the Wild West, and it's uh, you know some some of the decisions you're making are just for your livelihood. Um, and, it, and it's not really a moral decision in a way, in the same way we would make a moral decision, I don't think. Um, well, and that's what I'm saying, things. too. You can't compare to a character like Rey because I feel like she, you know, she had her own thing going. And, like, if you're a bounty hunter, it's like you're not all the Jedi. Well, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, wait, we're, uh, so, uh, Elena, what, what would you say about your line? I mean... I'm in the same boat. I feel like it's almost a universal thing, even outside of Star Wars, where if you're like a bounty hunter or some kind of hired, um, you know, contract killer, I feel like it's in every movie where it's like, you don't mess with kids. Like, that's... <laughs> but what if it's baby um, Hitler? <laughs> no, I mean, Big it's taboo. like... Big taboo. Uh, it, Big we taboo. can even... We can wait, even bring say? in the brothers Karamazov and be like, "Why mess with the kids? They're innocent. Like they don't deserve this. You don't. You know what I'm saying?" Uh, I'm trying to think as far as like other jobs. So like definitely like I don't. Kids don't deserve, even if they're, excuse my French, little shit. They don't deserve anything happening to them in the world of bounty hunting. Um. Even, like, I feel like you would know if, like, you were saying, like, oh, how do I know the difference between whether you're kidnapping a kid or saving them? I feel like, I mean, if you're taking, like, a bounty puck, it's probably a kidnapping. But if somebody comes to you and it's like, I want to hire your services, like, somebody kidnapped my kid, like, you'd maybe have you a better really idea. You know, like, hypothetically um, speaking, let's say a divorced couple... Dad takes the kids because mom's not a good parent. But then mom comes to you with a sad story of, oh, my God, you know, my ex-husband. Is divorce a thing in Star uh, Wars? <laughs> maybe. Is that, maybe, you know, is hand that ran a, off. <laughs> so. I think that would be like, I would only maybe take a job like that based on my judgment. Like, if I, if I could know for certain what the circumstances were then i would do it uh well, well okay so that, that that brings an interesting thing that just popped in my head which is to sort of throw um luke and kylo into this thing so luke could use the force right and he saw everything that kylo ren was going to become and he thought about killing him um and yet he didn't and yet he still became all of those things and so I guess then that question becomes, if you could know all of those things, does that change? The but way you see, that's that? a complicated uh, topic to bring up because uh, even though he does turn to the dark side, uh, his fate ultimately was that he came back to the light and... You were saying, Rodney, about how Ray was ready to give up BB-8, um, but the Force had swayed her. I guess if that's what you're saying, like the Force had swayed her otherwise. Maybe that was that's like a influence that... I don't know how to word this, but... Part of it probably was like common sense, like, oh, I can't just slaughter this kid... Uh, because I think he may go dark side, but maybe ultimately it's like whatever is like faded will happen, you know. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean that, it's, that's it's hard. A, that hard is a very. To, I'm sure you're right. It's a it's a complicated question. I just wanted to know what you know how that would you know if you're talking about you know trying to figure out like if I knew that the kid uh, was like gonna be Hitler or something. But you know what? No, that reminds me of a very funny actually. That uh, I don't know if you guys know who John Mulaney is. Uh, he's a comedian. Yeah, I know. Is he a comedian? Yeah. Uh, he did a bit about that. Like, oh, so if you saw Hitler walking on the street, you wouldn't 
uh, kill him. And he's oh, like, Oh, I remember all, this. <laughs> go ahead. I'm going to go up and remote. Like, I don't remember exactly uh, what the, what the bit was, but he was like, yeah, I'm going to go murder someone who I think looks like Hitler. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. like it's one of those like even if you knew you can't just go up and murder some random person because you know that he's going to become a mass murderer because when you kill him you become the murderer but that's yeah. my that's my that's my uh <laughs> that's my logic right there <laughs> some batman some batman logic you know if you go kill a murderer the the, the total of murderers in the world stays the same um, I think another, so I'm trying to think back to Clone Wars, um, and, uh, um, my memory's a little fuzzy, but, uh, or you know what, I think it was Pirates, because I'm thinking about when Hondo was stealing, uh, I don't know if it was, like, some kind of, like, product or spice from these farmers. God, everyone is taking my things today, holy crap! <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Well, but, okay, so, like, uh, Man, this is hard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, with the well, I'm well to so I think th- th- this is a very up, difficult topic for me because I'm a very uh, not to like toot my horn or something. I can cons- I, I think I'm a very uh, empath and I'm an empath. I'm very compassionate and like I. It's hard for me to think like oh, uh, I don't know, guys. This is so hard. I'm gonna backtrack and I'm gonna stick to my kids thing. Don't push <laughs> the kids. Excuse my French. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to complicate it for you, but you yeah. know, I was just curious to push it down in a different direction. All right, let's uh, let's hear what you have to say, Albert. Okay, so bottom line, Rodney mentioned one earlier, and then Elena wrenches the farm thing. So I'm gonna turn, flip this script, I guess, in a sense, by saying. Would I take a job knowing that a kid isn't like a child is involved or a certain village is being under attack? Will I do it for money? No, I think this is one of those things where I will just do it out of the goodness of just, you know, doing the good, th- the right thing. Um, I mean, obviously, if you're, you're taking out the bounty hunter life, you're going to be doing it for money now. It- well, so wait, hold on real quick. Um, in that episode, uh, didn't they hire like the farmers? They, they hired. hired they, they hired them, bounty yeah, hunters to protect hunters. them. Yeah, but so it wasn't I much. Do, I would do that. But it wasn't nice. much. It wasn't much that they were. Uh, you know, they were charging the uh, individuals. Yeah, but the but the empath in me would be like, yes, I will help you. Yeah. So, but basically, you know, again, you're taking it the bounty hunter life. So obviously, you're going to be doing it for money. Um, doing a simple assassination money and stuff like that. If it's like underworld related and stuff like that if you're taking a job like say for from job of the hut and you're tasked to find han solo you know jobs like that you know it's it's all fine and dandy but when you see like if you see like for okay so for example if you're you're tasked by job of the hut to go find this guy who hasn't been paying him back and you go and you find out that this individual is struggling to actually make up the funds and stuff like that. You know, he has a family or, you know, and whatnot and blah, blah, blah. Um, I don't think I will go through it. Like, it, like everyone, like, the galaxy, in a sense, it's a very hard line. But then if you took up line. this job and you're not fulfilling your well, that's, no, that's bounty thing. hunting duties... Well, that's the thing, though. I'll make it... I will try to work with a person. I mean, I will try to get a... a whatever he has on him in a sense um like hey okay hey you know i was hired to basically either bring you in alive or i'm gonna kill you but let me do this how about you give me whatever's in your pocket right now and i'll make it seem like you disappeared i killed you you know yeah but then you get found out and then you have no more jobs yeah yeah, your credibility is shot as a bounty hunter. Well, that's why I'll tell him. Listen, if you tell anyone this, I will come back and actually kill you. Um, <laughs> well, basically, like I think, I think it's overall it's a very hard thing because you know to think where the line will cross because you have some episode for uh, for example um, where. Uh, Wow, I can't believe I'm forgetting his name. Um, In what show? Uh, the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars. Clone oh, Wars. Okay. 
Wow, I, I literally cannot believe okay. I... Who are you trying to think of? of Hondo? The, no, not Hondo. I, I, wow, I seriously Cad can't Bane? believe... Cad Bane? yes, Cad Bane. Oh, my goodness. Um, there was one episode he was going around, like, he had a way to find four sensitive children, and he was going to go out of his way to kidnap them for Palpatine. Yeah. You know? Um, you know, each to each their own. Each is trying to make a quick buck in the galaxy and stuff like that. But... I think it's also kind of hard for us and why we draw the line where we are now, basically at kids and all that good stuff is because, you know, we're not, we're not in a, in a position to basically go, all right, I'm living a very crappy life and I need money. Like we all have jobs. We all have family and stuff like that. So for us, we can't really think what certain bounty hunters do think because, you know, they, they're, they're the ones um, living in a very harsh and bad uh, situation, I guess you could say, in the galaxy, where some places have slavery, some places go ahead and kill children, like with Maul. Um, so we're all in this, uh, I don't know how to word it, but we're grounded in a sense of morality. I don't know if I'm saying it right. I don't know if anyone can... Yeah, I think, I, think, I think you're hitting on what Elena was trying to say, which is, which is, this is a very weird topic to ask you and say, have you say, like... What you would do, like you've got to almost be, you know, I give I give Rodney credit for like kind of playing the game with it. None of us thinks that Rodney would go out and assassinate <laughs> anybody, but if he was a bounty hunter, <laughs> we have the FBI breaking our door down, like right, right. But in the in the spirit of like, and I mean, I mean, you think about it, though, like think about the bounty hunters we know, a lot of which is in the Clone Wars, um, and and now in the Mandalorian. And um, the, the the bounty hunters, um, there are some that have a morality and some that don't. Um, you know, I think of, uh, you know, the one that was one of the more ruthless one was what Ora Singh um, didn't seem to have uh, all, all the morality. And yet she, you know, Boba Fett with her, um, he really struggled um, because um, he had... He had certain people that he, you know, that he was willing to get revenge with, but he wasn't uh, really, um, he wasn't really strictly a killer. See, now that you bring up, now that you bring up the fact that, you know, Boba Fett in that sense is even someone as Boba Fett had, had lines that he didn't cross. Um, People would like to paint him as uh, the picture of him being, you know, a bad guy. When in actuality, you, people got to understand that he was just doing a job for the Empire. It doesn't necessarily make him bad. The only people he was looking for was Han Solo and Luke Skywalker. Yeah, but he That's was about to. He would have delivered. He would have delivered. Yeah, that and I think in the context to that fifty-year-old dude in the Clone Wars episode, though. But instead, because remember, he was on that mission uh, well, with uh, a size of interest. So he would have. He would have. Yeah, done yeah, it. yeah. But when he found out. No, but well, we don't. We wouldn't know what he was gonna do because uh, uh, Ventress knocked him out before we saw what he would have done. Uh, when 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 he found out she was in the box, the first thing he said was, "Calm down, I'm not going to hurt you." You know, he was he was trying to calm her down. Now, whether or not he would have done it, we don't know. But in later episodes, you know, when he was trying to get revenge against uh, uh, Mace Windu. You know, you could see that, you know, he didn't want to kill none of his other clone brothers or whatever. And even further down uh, the line in one of the uncompleted episodes, I don't know what the context of the episode was, but apparently Oba Fett was doing a mission for, uh, I guess, protecting someone. And meanwhile, Cad Bane was there to do the complete opposite. And, you know, you know, I, I guess, um, opi- uh, I forgot what the word is. Difference of opinions, I'm just going to say. Um, and they ended up having a duel, which was also going to explain how Boba Fett got his iconic dent in his helmet. Um, they had a, right. a duel. but Which we which we still might get, by the way. Yeah, we, we don't know what episodes we're going to get. I mean, they, yeah. they are they are doing a episode, I mean, a arc that they wanted to do in the last seasons. So yeah. I won't say any more just in case people haven't watched it, but go watch it. Uh, yeah. I mean, by, by by the time people listen to this, I mean the spoiler ban will be lifted. I think. Well, it doesn't matter. Here, I'll just say that the most recent episode um, followed the uh, the whatever released a- animatics version pretty solidly. Hey, so not that I don't know that that whatever. Maybe that's a spoiler. So if you haven't seen it, then sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but but anyway, so like. 
that being said, like that that's just my two cents on that. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I mean maybe the maybe in a way for the sake of conversation, um, it's more so like how did the you know there's the, I think the the morality of bounty hunters is kind of complicated, and you've got some guys who are in it for the money because that's their means of doing things, and some of them are, um, you know, not good, you know, not good people, um, or whatever species they are, um, and. Uh, and and I think that there is a definitely a distinction between those. And, uh, you know, and there might, you know, I don't know what we're going to get more with the Mandalorian, but it'd be kind of interesting. We don't really know how the Mandalorian got his reputation other than he had a reputation. Um, and, you know, and it seems like, you know, a good reputation for a bounty hunter would be to be fairly ruthless. Oh, and besides, uh, besides his reputation, it seemed like throughout most of the show, it wasn't, per se, him as an individual, it almost seemed like um, by that point in time, the legends, uh, like the legend of a Mandalorian warrior. I agree, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, basically, yeah, that they were (laughs) the warriors and they were very uh, rare occurrences, but very dangerous if you saw one, essentially, like a... You know, like, cause throughout the show, they're like, oh, is it true that, like, Mandalorians don't take off their helmets or, like, blah, 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 blah. So, I think that's kind of what... Legend, yeah. No, he's, and there is, a, there is a legend to it, but there's also, you know, that uh, that idea of, uh, of you know, it's sort of the reputation um, is for somebody in that line of work might be uh, everything, you know. Yeah. And, you know, his character isn't a ruthless character but probably being ruthless is a good um i mean i mean the first episode was pretty uh i have to say that was pretty ruthless he was pretty i mean i mean right right. warm or or like i can take you in warm or i can bring you in cold yeah yeah he he cuts that one dude in half he just cuts that that one dude in half like no problem All right, I'll give you that. I'll give you that for sure. Because yeah, you know, any any yeah. I mean, it's a, yeah. I I I see what you're saying. I think it's a different, you know, it's a different universe, and it's uh, it's you know, for his line of work, especially. And we're learning more, but but it seems like uh, in the in the outer rim, at the very least, it's uh, it, it's sort of lawless, um, and you have to think of it that way um, because you know the Trandoshans when they came to attack him. We're ready to kill him, and uh, so he had no choice but to kill them. You know, really. <laughs> I mean, that was you know, you know that was a what lot of people were like, "Is that both?" Like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> <You> uncultured swines. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be proud if they had come made that connection. If I'm being honest, so. Oh, that's true. Like, yeah, I, I should like give him. people more credit. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But. I'm just, I'm one of those. <laughs> I'm a oh, no, gatekeeper. No. You, you don't better. know what a Trandoshan is? <clears throat> I'm just there will be kidding, plenty of people listening to this will I'm be kidding. going, what the heck is a Trandoshan? But anyways. Um, that's on that box note, species. I, All right. Yeah, it's box species, which actually, that species is in A New Hope, so. Um, is it? There you go. Yes, in the cantina. Oh, I knew that. There are oceans in the canteen. Of course, I'm not, but I'm not the gatekeeper I, to say it. only real. I'm kidding. You know. I'm kidding. I was totally kidding. <laughs> I love everyone who has any interest in Star Wars <laughs> because we preach love, not hate. Um, yeah. Shut uh, up. Yeah. All right, we're at the end of our time. Um, as always, um, we covered a lot of topics and. Um, came to consensus on very little of them, but um, had an interesting conversation. Um, that because the point really isn't to get to any of these answers; it's just to have fun talking about Star Wars, um, which is why we do this. Um, you know, and uh, like last time, if you guys have any questions or any thoughts or ideas for topics or anything, um, send us an email to um, the uh, the Will's Podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at the Wills Pod, or find us on Facebook. Um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. 
Um, so, uh, so yeah, send us something. Um, individually, Elena, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram at Elena underscore strikes. Nice. Nice. And all, and well, yeah. All right, Albert. I don't know what I was going to say. So, Albert, where can people find you, man? Hello there. You can find me at CC underscore 22795 on Instagram. Oh, you could have done Yoda's voice, man. Come on. That mm. been yeah. on scene. Stay on brand, man. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and Rodney, where can people find you? You can find me, as always, I am Lord underscore Dread, D R E A D, on Instagram. And you can find me, if you so desire, at BMTN1111. Um, but you're more likely to get me on our social media for the podcast. So, uh, so I would stick with that. Um, guys, as always, it's, uh, it's been a wonderful conversation. And until the next time, thank you.